the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here in New York City. Tonight I will be on Greg Gutfeld's new show, his late night show. How late, actually? It's not that late. It's, uh, what time is it broadcast? Is it 10 p.m. Eastern? It's called Gutfeld. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense, because that's who it is. Uh, he's extremely witty, by the way. I've been on with him since Red Eye many years ago. And I just learned, and I, I, I'm not certain this is accurate, but I, I think I've learned that this will be actually not broadcast live, but broadcast Friday night, because they are going to be covering the riots in Minneapolis. And I'm not exactly clear. I'll ask them why they would do that, since we could talk about the riots on the show. No, 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 no. This is this is the new Greg Gutfeld show. Anyway, that's why I'm in New York. I have, I have a cute story for you. My wife and I were walking with a dear friend who lives in New York, poor thing. I mean, who lives in New York. And this was uh, in Times Square. And a young black kid walks over to me and basically goes, are you famous? I, I, I know you. No, I, I, I know you. And I tell him my name. Oh, and he's very excited to meet me. And he says, I have a, I have a question. He's a very polite kid. And full of life. I like, he's a good kid. I should, I should have uh, taken him home with me. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't you? My, my wife is right here. She, we would have taken this kid home in a second. <laughs> I mean, there's a very good chance he has parents, but nevertheless. Anyway, see, he has, I have a question for you. How old would you say he was? Oh, he was like 20-ish. You think, oh, 20, as old as 20? Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. And he said, I have a question for you. He's very earnest. Said, what is it like to be famous? And usually I get, are you famous? Which is a very funny question, because if you're famous, they don't ask you if you're famous. It's sort of a self-contradictory question. But anyway, it was a, it was shows a kid, the kid's a thinker. You know, to think of what is it like. So I basically told him that uh, for me, it's a non-issue. Uh but that's because I have a very strong value system and and a whole host of other reasons as well, which I didn't get into. But I told him, please understand something, uh, that uh, fame is, is like a drug or alcohol, and it can ruin your life, can utterly, utterly, and it does. It ruins a lot of people's lives, especially early fame or overnight fame. And that, you know, it's 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 not what matters in life. Anyway, it I felt so good as having this opportunity to tell a young person 
that this is not what he should be pursuing. He took it in. It was clear. I should have uh, have taken his name, stayed in touch with him. Anyway, it was it was fun. The different types of people who said hello to me in Times Square. Times Square is about one third as full as it is normally, and it is probably ten times fuller than it was six months ago. I was very curious to see New York, and this uh, offered me the opportunity. Virtually every restaurant in Manhattan has an outdoor seating area, this booth area. And also now there was indoor seating, which of course I I utilized at the restaurant that I was at. And I have no idea, I really don't, I'd be very interested to find out how many restaurants close down permanently. All right, that's uh, the report uh, from New York. Yes, it's where the Gutfeld show is at 11 p.m. Eastern. There, there you go. Thank you. And I'll, uh, I'm going to try to find out during the breaks if they're really postponing the airing of the show. We're, we're taping the show tonight, but the airing of the show to Friday. So CNN refers to the riots as as protests. Now, I played for you yesterday people yelling at a press conference, I think it was the chief of police in in uh, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, who referred to them as riots, and they yelled at him. Now, one, one of you called in to say it wasn't necessarily media people yelling. It might have been activists who showed up at the press conference. Front and center at the protest, at the at the riot. Um, we did not. There was. It, whether they were me, I, 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 I suspect there's a combination of activists and media. But in any event, the media don't call it riots. So whether they protested verbally or not. The media, the mainstream media, do not refer to left-wing riots as riots. But they they do refer to what happened in Washington on January 6th as the insurrection. The manipulation of language by the media is exactly what Orwell predicted would happen. Uh, if you rely on CNN and the New York Times, you are getting an utterly distorted picture of reality. I know they say that if you rely on Fox and talk radio, that's correct. So one of us is wrong. It's as, it's as simple as that. But I, I would like to have, let, let's have some contest here of what uh, mainstream talk radio and, and Fox News uh, and, and the Wall Street editorial page and all the other conservative major media uh, Town Hall, Daily Wire. Uh, what is uh, what is the Glenn Beck's thing? Is it Daily Beast? The Blaze. I always make the not wrong. Beast is on the left. The Blaze. I mean, any. I'd like to have a list of the lies they tell, and the lies our side tells, and we'll see the number and more important the significance 
of the lies on each. It would be a very important thing to see. I mean, if my side lies, I have to acknowledge it. So they they won't call what is happening in, in Minnesota riots. And the reason is the same as the thousands of medical people in the medical profession who said that in the height of the lockdown, that it's okay, uh, it's healthy to have massive number, massive number of people protesting because protesting, in other words, from a health perspective, because protesting racism is a health benefit. So everything's been perverted by the left. Not to call it a riot. The uh, the policewoman who I believe I do believe accidentally killed uh, Dwayne Wright uh, is uh, has fled her home. Dante, what did I say? Dwayne, yes, Dante Wright. I, I mean, na- names and I have never been friends. It's it's just it, 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 I know that it's a family issue because my brother is quite bright, a professor of medicine. Distinguished professor of medicine has the same issue with names. A- anyway, Dante Dante Wright, the woman who accidentally killed, and I think there's every reason to believe it was accidental, even though it's a little it is, it is bizarre. I mean, I, I don't know how. I've never used either on people, taser or gun, but it's, you almost never hear of it. It happens where you can confuse one for the other but the her reaction and the fact that she used it once police trying to kill somebody do not shoot someone once and her immediate reaction OS I shot him uh, all all suggest that it was accidental but it doesn't mean anything the narrative is a white cop shot a black man and that's all you need to know for the haters of the left. Oh, that's all you need. The woman has fled her home. It's a very bad sign for society when this happens. That the, the terror of a group, namely the left, is so great that a, a policeman or anybody else has to flee their house. I... I I don't know exactly at what point people will understand the mortal threat the left poses to civilization. It may not happen, and it may be so late when it does. More evidence when we come back. 1-8-Prager-776. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. 
I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager. whole thing about getting COVID from inanimate objects, from surfaces, turns out to be 100% incorrect, 100%. All, all of those fears, all of the scouring of tables and chairs and utensils is all, a, is all a joke, a bad joke. The whole lockdown was a bad joke. We're living in, in an age of spectacular lies. Do you know that the governor, Governor DeSantis of Florida, had a a number of scientists on questioning the lockdown. This happened last week, but I just learned about it now. Or I think maybe I even mentioned it, I, I, but I, I don't believe I did. And he, the, this is the the governor of a, a major state of this country. And what was it? Twitter? Which uh, which which group took it down? Got to find that out. What? Which one? YouTube. So I'm, I'm looking this up right now as I speak to you folks. Uh, see, DeSantis, YouTube. Okay, here we're getting it. Yeah, oh, YouTube. That's not. Uh, it's only telling me it's YouTube. Uh, taken down. Let's see. That gives me the. The details are, are really astonishing. Okay, here we go. This is from. This is from yesterday. DeSantis blasts YouTube for taking down COVID-19 video over, oh my, of course, this is, who is, which reporting is this? Who's the Herald Tribune? It's not the New York Herald. USA Today, that's what it is. Last week, the governor called a news conference where he lashed out for 20 minutes attempting to rebut a report aired on CBS's 60 Minutes that claimed Publix was favored all right, that has nothing to do with it. Anyway, they, uh, what, what we are witnessing is Orwellian. It's a big tech corporate. This is DeSantis. Big tech corporate media collusion. The end result is that the narrative is always right. Well, I don't think that's what the American people want. I, don't, I wish he were right. I think half the American people are perfectly okay with corporations dictating what they read, what they see, and what they hear. That's correct. That's, and by the way, overwhelmingly, it's the better educated half, meaning the better indoctrinated half. This is quite uh, remarkable. Here we have ABC News. DeSantis attacks YouTube for yanking his pandemic video. You know, it started with PragerU, more or less. Remember that? And what did I say? You could look. My hearing is still on YouTube my, my at the U.S. Senate. And I said today it's us, and the next day the next, uh, the next group, and they quoted the famous statement of uh, Pastor, I think, Niemöller. You know, first they came for the, for the communists, and I wasn't a communist. I said nothing. Then they came for the Jews. I wasn't a Jew, and I said nothing goes down then they came for labor and then they said i'm not a not a union man then they came for me and there was nobody left to speak up this is exactly what is happening in the united states 
the parallels, and I say this as a Jew who has done a great deal for my fellow Jews and for Judaism in my life, and uh, nevertheless the parallels to the Hitler Youth uh, that I see, uh, for example, when uh, if you look at the video of Will Witt of PragerU being screamed and banged out of ability to speak, these young people remind me of the Hitler Youth prior to the Holocaust. They remind me of Komsomol, the Communist Youth League. I, I don't know why anybody would find these parallels in any way morally uh, uh, irresponsible. I'd like the, the screaming and shutting down uh, of books and speakers with whom they differ is exactly what communist and Nazi groups of youth did. Okay? Uh, but uh, the cowards of the left and the cowards who were liberals uh, won't acknowledge this. So what they do is they focus your attention on the virtually non-existent number of white supremacists in the United States. This country's in crisis, my friends, and most people uh, uh, do what they always do with regard to evil. They ignore it. That is, they hope it'll go away. They, if it goes away, it only goes away because people fight it. And most people are too afraid uh, to fight. So. I was listening uh, to a, uh, a recording my wife supplied me from a program in L.A. called, uh, I'm sorry, the John and Ken Show, yes. In fact, uh, John has uh, given a PragerU video. So we have a, a wonderful relation with these guys, relationship. And uh, we're talking about the homeless in, in uh, an area in Los Angeles. So... Uh, how much damage they're doing to perfectly uh, innocent people in the area and two citizens from the area who wanted to remain anonymous, they're actually afraid to speak out with their names because of the gangs that are infesting these homeless uh, areas. And so... Of course, they, they mentioned that they, they get absolutely no response from the city councilwoman who represents, or Adam Schiff, who represents their arena. Adam Schiff doesn't give a damn about uh, his constituency. And uh, they deserve not to be cared about because they vote for him like lemmings. Anyway, he asked uh, one of them, either John or Ken, asked one of them, so something to the effect, uh, or the guy, I, no, the guy actually, he wasn't even asked. He said, I'm sorry, he was asked. I, I thought he volunteered the fact that he says, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm even on the left. I'm, you know, I'm a progressive and and, and so on. So uh, John and Ken did not pursue it. I would have. Uh this is a this is a perfect example of a man watching his community ruined uh, by policies that are exclusive to the Democratic Party, ignored completely by the Democratic Party, and who votes Democrat. <laughs> I I I I I listen. 
and it doesn't raise my opinion of my human fellow species. Don't you get tired of commercials screaming at you to buy gold now with inflated promises on future values? In an unregulated industry, you need honest, real experts to give you solid advice to protect your wealth and top picks on the best coins and bullion. As environmental policy becomes a hot topic, one precious metal that's been significantly undervalued for years is potentially set to surge. Nick Grovich, owner of AmFed Coin and Bullion, has long recommended this precious metal up to 600 thousand ounces of this rare metal will be needed by 2030 to produce green hydrogen. Nick is doubling down on this pick, and you should too. Call Nick at AmFed Coin and Bullion to find out more. I've been friends with Nick for years, and he's my go-to guy when it comes to coins and bullion. I trust him. That's a very big statement, by the way. Call Nick at 800-221-7694-800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. There are some people who are fighting in this society without these relatively small number of fighters. We, We have no chance. I have analyzed with you many times why some people fight and most people don't. And one good piece of news is helping the fighters is as important as being a fighter. Not everybody is cut out uh, to be one. One of them is uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom. They take a lot of the liberty cases in this country to the Supreme Court. They're at adflegal.org slash Dennis. A Alliance Defending Freedom, ADFlegal.org slash Dennis. I have on the line their senior counsel at the Alliance Defending Freedom, Tyson Langhoffer. Tyson, welcome, I think, back to the show, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Thanks for having me, Dennis. So do, so do I take it as a good sign that you were willing to come back on? I treated you all right? <laughs> you absolutely did. Oh, phew. Okay. So what's the latest case that uh, you you personally or your organization has been involved in? Well, uh, the the latest good news that actually uh, coming on to talk about good news, uh, Dennis, is that we represent a uh, professor at uh, Shawnee State University in Ohio, Dr. Nicholas Merriweather. And uh, he's been a professor there for more than 20 years, a professor of philosophy and religion. And a couple years ago in a philosophy class, he uh, was told by a student, a male student, that he must address the student as a female. And Dr. Merriweather uh, said, I I don't think I can do that, but I'll call you by your your first or last name, whatever you choose, and and avoid the use of pronouns. Uh, That wasn't good enough, and the student complained to the university, and the university punished Dr. Merriweather and said that he had created a hostile environment for simply declining to use the preferred pronoun. Um, And uh, we sued. The district court dismissed the case, uh, but just uh, last week, the Sixth Circuit ruled that Dr. Merriweather's case could proceed and that that if he proved his allegations, that the university violated both his freedom of speech and his free exercise of religion. So you say you have a victory at what level? At what court level? So this is at the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, which is um, over... 
Ohio and Kentucky and several other states. And so this is a, a really big win. It's the first win in the country um, on this particular issue dealing with, with professors in public universities. But um, and so it's it's a it's a very big win, and it's a it's a great opinion by the court. Will the uh, school appeal it? Uh, it's good. Good question. Uh, we are not sure yet uh, that the school has the ability to appeal it to the entire Sixth Circuit on Bonk and ask them to rehear it. They could appeal it to the Supreme Court, or we could go back to the District Court and continue litigating it uh, there. Um, the uh, defendants have asked for an additional 30 days to decide how they're going to proceed. So we should know in the next month or so. Okay, so forgive my ignorance. I don't understand how it can go back once it's decided by the circuit court. What does it mean, go back? So what happened was they the, the district court dismissed the case on a motion to dismiss before we even got to litigate it. They said, you don't even state a claim. So we appealed that, and the circuit court said, no, they definitely stated a claim. And if they can prove at the, circuit, at the district court what, you know, what we allege, then you will win. So essentially, they, they, it's, it goes back to the district court, and we would actually engage in discovery and, and litigate um, you know, if, if the, I understand. Um, so the district court simply refused to hear it, and they were told by the higher court, the, the circuit court, that they have to hear it. That's correct. Yep. But so the, the, it, the, the good thing, the good thing about it is the circuit court made very clear um, that the the professors do not lose their right to speak when they are in the classroom, and that was one of the key uh, issues the district the district court got wrong. The circuit court made that very clear. You don't he, his speech is protected, and it also made it very clear that titles and pronouns express a message, and they're part of an important ongoing debate and that the government can't compel ideological purity. And one of the great uh, lines out of there is, uh, out of the opinion, they said that if, if the court, if the university could do that, it could force a professor, a pacifist professor, to um, argue that war is just, or a civil rights icon to criticize the freedom riders, or an atheist could be compelled to affirm that God exists. And, and this opinion says that no one should be forced to express a message that violates their convictions. All right, stay on with me. This is a big deal. Although uh, there are so many cases like this at universities. We'll continue in a moment, but I I did want to remind you about uh, this is an organization that fights. Go to adflegal.org slash Dennis. adflegal.org slash Dennis. Hello, everybody. Dennis Prager here. And I am with an official, a leader of the Alliance Defending Freedom, and he had a victory uh, with regard to free speech with a professor. Where was the professor? This is Tyson Langhofer I'm speaking to, Senior Counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom. Where was this professor? At Shawnee State University in Ohio. Right, okay. So the Sixth Circuit sent it back, said you have to hear the case. He refused to call a male student by a female pronoun, though he was completely okay with calling him by a female name, correct? Correct. That's right. They referred to the student by whatever his chosen name was. 
Uh, I'm just uh, quiet because I'm trying to imagine when even a professor would use a pronoun. I mean, if I'm calling, I taught at college, I'm trying to figure this out. So, okay, Susan, would you uh, uh, you, uh, give us your thought on on this uh, text? And then I guess if I'd say, well, you all heard what Susan said and uh, that, that the professor was willing to do but not say, you all heard what she said. Is that that's correct? correct? Is that, yes, it, that that's, that's how that's it would correct. work? Right. So it, he was ordered. Bit, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that that uh, Dr. Merriweather, because he teaches this philosophy class, he kind of teaches it in a Socratic method. So there is a little bit more dialogue uh, with the students. Uh, you know, so that may come up a, a little bit more, uh, a few more times in class. Right, but but, but, but I agree, it's pretty rare. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you speak to someone, you never use a pronoun uh, unless you use the pronoun you, but you has no male or female in English. So uh, it would it would be very rare for it to come up. Are you familiar with the case uh, of the Georgetown uh, law professor Sandra Sellers? Are you familiar with that? Is ADF? I'm not. Yeah, so uh, the only reason I'm I don't expect you to be you can't possibly be familiar with all these cases. But uh th- this is in uh, you should take a look at it. Uh it- it's in the Great City uh, Journal. Canceled to Georgetown. And it is about a Georgetown law professor, Sandra Sellers, who said privately on Zoom and not to a colleague, not knowing that it was being recorded. I hate to say this, I end up having this angst every semester that a lot of my lower-graded ones are black. Some black student seller said did well, but the overall pattern made her, quote, feel bad. And for that, she was immediately dismissed, even though the whole point was she felt bad. <laughs> uh, so... I just want you to be aware of this case uh, in at Georgetown, and, and maybe perhaps uh, look into it. Are are you? I've always wondered this about ADF. Do you get more cases than you can handle? Oh, absolutely. Unfortunately, you know, we we uh, we receive uh, you know thousands of requests every uh, year, and and we're una- unable to take them all, and so. Obviously, you know, we can only take as many we can as we can staff, and we can't staff all the requests we receive. So, uh, so is that a is that a good example of where you you raise more money, you can take more cases? Absolutely. Um, you know, we we have, uh, and obviously with the the new administration, there are new threats looming right now, such as the Equality Act, which are going to create. If that passes, that would create a, a you know a huge influx of all kinds of. Um, violations of people's constitutional rights. Um, and, you know, this is just Dr. Merriweather here is just another example of kind of the coercive forces trying to compel people to say things they don't believe. Um, and we've got numerous ones of those, but we just can't take them all. Well, I, I salute you and I thank you. you. You're doing magnificent work. And folks, you want to help them, go to adflegal.org slash Dennis. Or call 855 649 slash Dennis. Thank you again, Tyson Langhofer. That's right. They take more cases when they raise more money. Makes, makes perfect sense, doesn't it?
Yep. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Somebody's asking a question. I wonder if he's still on. Tyson, are you still there? I'm here, Dennis. Oh, good. I always wonder at what point the people I think hang up within a minute, within a second, they stay on to hear. (laughs) I always wonder about that. So I'm glad you stayed on because uh, there's a caller uh, in... uh, Laguna Beach, California, donates to ADF and wants to know, are you involved with the January 6th prisoners? Uh, we are not. Uh, no, we, we have, um, you know, our, our, our cases are, are limited to, um, you know, free exercise of religion, freedom of speech, and so forth like that. Um, and, and so, uh, obviously, there's limits on... Well, we take. Okay, and I, don't, no, I, don't yeah, exactly. I, I just wanted to know that. Okay, that's fair. Listen, thank you again. All right. Thanks, Dennis. Right. Thank you. All right. I got you an answer there, uh, uh, Jerry, in in Laguna Beach. It's uh, what's happening in the United States. The rapidity of the decline in freedom in this country and the power of the left and its Orwellianism is that's what's stupefying, the speed. But it's really, when you think about it, it, it seems like it's overnight, but it's, it's generational. I mean, it's taken two generations since World War II, really, and even before that because of the perversion of the of academic institutions beginning in the early 20th century, but it was not obvious to people. Ronald Reagan had it right that it only takes one generation for freedom to be lost. Most people thought that the human being yearns to be free, but the human being does not yearn to be free. The human being yearns to be taken care of. If the human being yearned to be free, the left would never gain power in any country. We will be back in a moment. So more on Governor DeSantis and his YouTube video with scientists. This is from ABC News. So it was taken down. This is scientists taken down by YouTube. YouTube says it took down the DeSantis panel video because some participants said children should not wear masks because they are ineffective at that age and a possible health hazard. YouTube said that contradicts U.S. government guidelines that say children two and older should wear masks in public and when around people they don't live with. YouTube has clear policies around COVID-19 medical misinformation to support the health and safety of our users, the company said in a statement Monday. We removed this video because it included content that contradicts the consensus of local and global health authorities regarding the efficacy of masks to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Wow. 
So if the government said tomorrow three and over, then that would be the only permitted idea. Do you know the history of government health policies that have been wrong? Like the the pyramid, remember the food pyramid? One of the reasons Americans got overweight. So there is no dissent allowed on YouTube among scientists. Consensus. This is how you reach truth in science, through consensus? Does any one of you believe? Well, of course some of you believe. I know that. What percentage of Americans, I'll put it that way, believe that two-year-olds transmit COVID or that two-year-olds get COVID, let alone die from COVID? You know, far more two-year-olds die in car, car crashes. So you cannot have dissenting scientists from what the government says. When I tell you that uh, the New York Times is to the government what Pravda was to the Communist Party, that is literally true. That, that's, that's, that's not an attack. This is an, an admission on the part of YouTube. If the government says it, we allow it to be said. If it doesn't say it, we take it down. Why is that different from Pravda relationship to the Communist Party of the Soviet Union? If the Communist Party, the government, says it, we allow it. If not, we do not. There is no difference. Amazing. America 2021. Thanks to the left. Thanks to the left.